You're 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 very uh very well shaped calves are just gripping the yeah. gripping the chair from falling, obviously. I have complete control of this chair. I can that's, pick it up right that's now. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Scoot it over a little bit. <laughs> oh man. Talking about getting out of that comfort zone, you know? Yeah, dude. You got you gotta do it, Jared. There's just no no other option. Well, I mean, there are other options, but they're not very good ones. That's, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude. It's crazy in these streets right now. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Yeah. I was hoping to talk about that today. Oh, okay. So Sorry, I didn't mean to bring no, it up you're, prematurely. No, you're good. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Rest, rest in peace. Rest in power. Um, he was the actor on uh, Black Panther. He was also, wasn't he also in, um, is that, is it Moonlight? No, I don't think he was in Moonlight. He wasn't in Moonlight. But he was also in the Jackie Robinson movie. Oh, that's true. He yeah. was in. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's in a bunch of stuff. Even in, like, uh, like I I be, he became a household name to me personally probably with Black Panther. I, I'd heard of him before, but I probably couldn't have placed him as well right. before Black Panther. But he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he has. And um and apparently he got uh he got diagnosed in 2016, and he's been in. He's just been working ever since. He's been in a plethora of movies, right? And, I, I, and when you see that sort of, um, I don't know, it's 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 sad, obviously, but then it's also like, wow, it's it even at, makes it even kind of crazier to think that you were, uh, you know, really battling that while doing all that stuff, right? Yeah, I didn't even know he had me neither. He had cancer. Me I either. had no idea. Me uh, either. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah makes it even a little bit more surprising, you know? Right. Well. You know, maybe he wanted to keep it private. I, I know some people who, who, you know, have cancer or any kind of terminal illness, they don't want people to treat them differently or, sure, or pity course. them. Of course. Yeah, so I, I can understand and that. And it would probably, unfortunately, have some effect on him even getting jobs, you know? True. Yeah, unfortunately, like, you're do, right. People want to hire someone that they think is, you know, in the process of dying. Right. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I. I don't know. I can imagine that. That just. Yeah. And yeah. I. I. I could. It makes complete sense to me that, especially if you're a public figure, you're like, I don't need everyone all of a sudden, like all a bunch of strangers all of a sudden pitying me. And it, I mean, I don't know. I'm putting words into his mouth or whatever. But I could just imagine, mm-hmm. like how how that would really be sort of annoying to just have all the, uh, you know. Yeah. To to put that out there to the public, and you don't even know what's gonna happen. It's right. like I don't. I like I can't tell them. Like, like you know, you can't tell them when you're gonna die, or you do tell them when you're gonna die, and then they're just waiting. Like, there's right. no, there's this, there was this one comedian, um, and he sort of had, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it a 15 minutes of fame, but his name was Quincy, or he is, he's still alive. His name's Quincy Jones. Oh, I think I've, I think I've heard of Quincy and Jones. And he before. got diagnosed with um, some serious form of, of cancer. And essentially, because of it, he got a comedy special on HBO. But he was a kind of a young comedian, mm-hmm. and he wasn't really. Uh, and he also was on Ellen, I believe. Okay. Um, one of the nicest women in the entertainment business, from what I've heard. We've, yeah, uh, as we've <laughs> talked about for sure. Uh, anyway, um, so um, like he, he like he uh, so he got all this all this buzz off of it, and um, he never he didn't he's still alive, you know. And which is great, obviously. I'm not like, hey, like right. it doesn't bother me, right? But I, there, no, it's a good thing. But then but... you get a bunch of people being like, hey, aren't you supposed to be dead? You know, didn't you say you were gonna, you know? Right. And, and it's like you don't need and that. You in never your life. know. You never know. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing too is even after a doctor tells you, you know, you might have three, four months to live, 
Uh, my one of my mom's really close friends, uh, she was diagnosed with um, some type of like really bad breast cancer, mm-hmm. and they they told her like maximum she had a year to live. She lived for five years. Yep. Yeah. You know. So so you know. And and I think the other reason maybe why um, Chadwick Boseman didn't want to make it public. Um, cause I'm pretty sure he didn't make it public, right? Like I had, I didn't hear anything I, about him I, having I, cancer. I didn't, I don't think people knew. I don't think so. Right. But I think, I think one of the reasons why maybe too is, you know, he, I'm sure, you know, he was a fighter, you know, if you work, he, his work ethic and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think in a way, if you tell people, I would feel like if I was a public figure like that and, and told people, it's almost kind of like I'm preparing to die. And if you're trying to fight it, interesting. If you're trying to fight it, that's not a, a mindset. That's not the you mindset have. you want to be put into, right? Especially you know. with as such a public figure, you're gonna get all. Uh, yeah, right. I think that. Goes I mean, just the, look at all the outpour for him. I mean, he, right. you know, he, right. he seems like such an amazing man. So forty three too. You yeah. know, yeah. And you know, it's 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 sad. And um, I, I hate to put, you know, I, I'm kind of getting sick of people being like, 2020, this is crazy. Like, why are you doing this to us? Right. Um, but this is really a, uh, this is really a rough, uh, a wild one. It's been, but it's I, been a rough year. I feel like, I feel like we yeah. get that, that every, that every year, you know, it's like, this is the worst year ever. This is the worst year ever. Right. They're all the worst year it's, ever. It's like, in the, <laughs> it's like in the Simpsons movie where Homer's like, this is your worst day unt- or so far. <laughs> you know, it's, exactly. like, it's like next year could be worse. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, this this entire year has been really crazy. Mm-hmm. Just everything that's been going on mm-hmm. um, with the pandemic and, and everything else, you know, politically in the U.S. with the yep. protests, um, you know, and still just all, all the stuff going on right now in the U.S. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Dude. It's crazy now me thinking back, you know, half a year ago, I was, you know, in Bali and, and you know, further back in China, mm-hmm. oblivious to a lot of the stuff that was happening, to be honest, because, you know, I wasn't reading up on politics, but when you, when you move back, it's kind of, you can't, yeah, you know, it's in your face all the time. They were kind of doing you a favor by blocking Twitter and uh, maybe, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. And and I used Facebook a lot. Trust less me, you don't China. want this. Right. You don't want this. Right. Well, honestly, man, I've gone and uh, unfollowed quite a few people on Facebook. Like, like I hate to say this, but I have some family members that they just post some ridiculous shit, and it's to the point where I see it, and as a family member, I want to react mm-hmm. and say something to them. Like they post stuff about all lives matter and blue lives matter and, and stuff like that. And I just don't agree with it. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that that police deserve to die by any means, but uh, blue lives are not a thing. You know, right. you, you are a police officer. That's your job. You know, that would like, you know, that's like me saying right now, a lot of teachers are putting themselves at risk and me saying, you know, teacher lives matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's not the issue right now. The issue is black people are being killed for no reason by police. And there, in a lot of cases, is no uh, repercussions, you know, you know. And so so there have been protests and they complain about people rioting and looting and stuff. And it's like, well, you know what? I'm not condoning any of those actions, but at the same time, how do you think a lot of this change has happened? Yeah. You know, even, even historically in the U S we had riots and revolts and stuff. And it's, and now it's, to me, it's, it's just, it's also, it's, it's like, it's so blatant. Like with this 17 year old kid, like, it's just, it's so like in our faces. And, And not only do we have videos, but like the level of, 
uh, insights, I guess you would say, we well, yeah. have into this and thing. And what you can pull, pull up on someone. And then you do the yeah. classic comparing ar- news articles mm-hmm. where it's like, um, where it's like uh, you know, Trayvon Martin had trace amounts of marijuana in his system uh, versus right. like, look at uh, Kyle Rittenhouse cleaning the side of this building. Yeah, that was such Trying bullshit. to improve the community. <laughs> and, uh, same with, uh, I think they tried to pull that with George Floyd. They said he had, you know, a bunch of different drugs in his system. Yeah. And, and look. The dude, the dude, and uh, um, Jacob, Jacob Blake, Blake was running to get a knife that was in his car, right? And then, like, and then it's like, first, like, is it so shocking the idea of someone having a knife in their car? Right, right. Even just yeah, for practicality and it's like, purposes. And it's just like, just like you found one in there, and then you make up, like, you just happen to find a knife later right. when you search the car, right. and then you just put the story together after to well, make you sound better. And and we've seen videos of police officers planting shit on people. Yeah, you know, a knife would be with something their, easy to plant with their, with their, with their body camera. cams on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's well. That's the thing, you know. I f- I feel like it's a it's a it's a cop out. People need to take responsibility, and we need accountability. You know, yeah. um, not to be a preacher here, but no, I agree. I agree. Know, it's it's it, crazy. But it just seems that just seems like the most basic thing to say too. And it's just like, it's that's that's right. almost feels like a pipe dream kind of at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other thing is too is. I hear a lot of, you know, speaking of, you know, Facebook and, you know, there were even some people I was unfollowing because they were posting so much shit about Biden. I was sick of yeah. it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like, look, you know, I don't think he's the best for America. Yeah, probably better than Trump, obviously. Right. Exactly. But, but still not really a great choice, in my opinion, you know. And, uh, yeah. And it's like, I, listen, I, I understand the, the almost what feels like a necessary support for for him because uh who the opposition is but but you're not gonna yeah you're not gonna probably catch me like standing for for right you know right (laughs) i was actually driving here today and i saw um a couple they were maybe in like their 40s or 50s on a motorcycle no helmets on the freeway it was wet outside by the way it's been raining on and off for the past three days uh with trump flags flying off the back of their motorcycle (laughs) you know i don't want to say natural selection here jared flying down the freeway too like i I, I was probably going like 80 and they just like walked by me past you like a harley and i'm like this seems like a bad idea but i'm not gonna stop did it were they wearing like jean shorts (laughs) and like a tank top no they were the uh the classic like leather leather vest yeah why i just don't but still like a leather vest and like a t-shirt under let's be clear probably some jeans or something right i i really don't get why people don't um just wear a helmet if they're riding a motorcycle i mean Mm. they're they're, if you fall at one of those speeds and you don't have a helmet even if you have a helmet on yeah you can still die dude so i I don't watch moto gp But I, I follow them on Instagram. MotoGP is like the Formula One of motorcycles, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know how anyone could think that that would be a good idea to do. Right. <laughs> it's crazy how low they get too. Right. Yes, when they dude. Turn, when they turn and they have the like knee pads, and then they're on. and they're like inches from each other while they're doing yep. that, and then also. Um, I like they show crash videos or, or videos and of them falling, and, and they it seems like they have a position that they have to assume, but they just tumble so like the fetal position or something. Um, it, it's it's almost like an open fetal position. Okay. So they're kind of like the, so I saw a guy roll. tumbling for a while, and right. he just got up and sort of walked right. away with. Well, his, well that's, and the suit has like inflation things on it and stuff, oh, and cool. it's like a okay. very complicated suit. But um, wonder how much just one of those suits costs. It's got to be at least like twenty grand. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Maybe maybe more than that. 
but it's probably even it's probably significantly more than like the suit that the formula one drivers are wearing those are probably just like fire retardant right uh but but they have obviously a crash structure around them right and even then it's still crazy thinking about the speeds they're going but yeah i this just i don't understand how anyone could be on a motorcycle on a freeway like that and then it just made me think of uh, all the gear people wear to to do that on the track and it's just like oh my gosh right it's it's pretty crazy we we do have a lot of uh, a lot of crazy people in the u.s i I will i will say that (laughs) good and bad good and bad you know but i think some of that craziness jared does come from getting out of your comfort zone you know uh yeah yeah you know for for better or for worse i hate to say you know it's actually funny um it took a little bit of getting out of my comfort zone even to ride on a my sister's moped. Okay. She used to, she well she has a new one now. She bought a new one in, oh, cool. for, in Philadelphia, but she used to have one when she lived in DC and I never wanted to ride on it and I was like fine fine. And it was terrifying, but I'm kind of glad I did it at the what same was, time. What was what was terrifying about it? But it was kind of wet outside, and by oh, kind of yeah, wet, okay. more wet than that. And I wasn't scared about slipping because we were in the city, so we weren't going that fast. You weren't going to be turning. But it was just, crazy turns. It was just another element when you're, and it was weird being almost able to just reach out and like touch a car like that if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what I did, by the way, is just barely reached my arm out. <laughs> if you're not watching on YouTube, right? Um, that was uh, that was uncomfortable. And then one time, I le- we got splashed, Ooh. and because of the way like my legs are kind of around her, uh-huh. I kind of shielded her with my leg oh, and you got all the splash <laughs> all the splash. and i'm just like this is and, and it was just and it was kind of kind of chilly out it was i'm not gonna say it was cold but it was probably like in the 40s and i'm like this right. is just not comfortable uh but it was much quicker and she's like and she kept on like sort of being like well yeah no we can take the bus that's fine it'll probably just take like an extra 30 40 minutes and we're gonna have to pay it this much it's like or we could take my scooter and we could get there in like 10 minutes and it would be free and i'm like <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of have to at that point. Don't have much of a choice. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I guess we're gonna scoot on over." But it was, but it, 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 you know, it's interesting. It did get me in my comfort zone, but I don't think it makes me want to go on a motorcycle that much. But hey, that's a good learning experience. <clears throat> I can't talk today. That is a good learning experience for I sure. Would say. For sure, yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's the thing. I I feel like trying new things and getting out of your comfort zone is a really good way to learn if you like something or not. You know, for sure. Um, I mean, for me, one of the biggest things, uh, it sounds really simple, but for me, one of the biggest things when I was younger to get out of my comfort zone was lifting weights mm. because I, I didn't really do it in high school. That's I wish still kind of a big right. one for me, I think. Right. I, I, I wish I would have done it in high school, you know, but could have, you know, could have, should have, would have. And it is, it is sort of intimidating too, you know, or at least it's not actually. Well, well what, but you feel like it's going to right. be like, like, like people are going to be judging you and, um, and staring at you and it's almost kind of like yoga where it's like if you're doing it right you're not paying attention to anyone except for yourself correct that's and that's why i like it now is you get in your own little world all Mm -hmm. it is is you trying to make your body do what it should be doing you know Uh, and i think the scary thing about lifting weights though is just seeing that weight above you or you know if you go to do squats and you have the bar on your back and you know most gyms have a mirror and, and, you know, I remember the first time I squatted two plates on each side, which is 225. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's about 110 kilos for our European listen, Well, worldwide listeners, to be honest. Okay. Anyways. I'll take your word for any, it. Anyways. <laughs> um, and so it, um, I remember just looking in the mirror at first and being a little afraid. And and thinking like and thinking like shit like I've never lifted this much weight before mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to you I'm know you don't want to get this is something's right. gonna happen right I'm gonna like <laughs> snap my knee or or yeah something right and and 
you know, I, I got one repetition. I came up and I was like, wait, that wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's, let's try another one. Try, it was a little more difficult, but, but I did it. And I got, you know, I think I got two or three the first time I tried it. Pretty and, good. And, uh, but, but the thing is too, is, is once you realize like the worst, the worst thing that could happen, I guess would be, yeah, Break you could neck, get yeah. hurt. Um, <laughs> but also if you're using the proper equipment, you should be able to, like with you know squats, if you do it right, uh, if you're using the right kind of equipment, you can drop the bar behind you if you can't get back up. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so really, unless it's an obscene amount of weight that you know you right, can't just lift. irresponsible. Right. Like you see <laughs> videos of those guys at the gym that just load yeah. plates and plates, and you, and you know they put it on their back, and then they bend their knees like that, like half an inch, and then they go back up. I saw you know? one where a woman was doing a, uh, is this a bench press? Yeah. Uh, was she was she pushing this? Was she, she was on her back and she was pushing it up. She was yeah, 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 taking yeah. it off yeah. of a bar essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's a bench press. And it yeah. fell onto her. Uh, it didn't fall onto her. Like oh, it sort of like I think I saw this video. Slowly went down and she could not get it off of her. And she had to roll it off of her, right? No, no? someone else came and helped. Oh, like okay. after this was a dis- disturbingly long video. It wasn't like sixteen minutes, but like after like. 30, 40 seconds, finally right. someone, someone comes up right. and helps her. Well, I, but I it took can, a surprising amount of time. Right. Well, and I can it tell you. terrifying. Right. I can tell you those 30, 40 seconds yeah. feel like forever. I, that's what I was imagining. You know, I yeah. was like, that probably felt like six to 10 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> well, but see, that's the other thing about like, uh, I think we've mentioned it before on the podcast, this idea, the state of flow, mm-hmm. where you're just, you know, if, if you've ever played sports or competed in something and you're just on, like you're getting everything right or, mm-hmm. or you know, every shot you shoot goes in the basket, you know, every pass you kick to your teammates is accurate and every every shot or what, whatever, right? You're just in the zone, right? Um, I think I think that's kind of when you start to do something slightly out of your comfort zone, I think you can kind of reach this level of flow. Does that make sense? Or do yes. I sound like a crazy spiritual guru right now? Uh, no, that makes sense. Does that it? makes okay. sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- because I think part of that sort of um, part of that flow that that you're talking about comes from um, like reaching or exceeding your your limits and whatever you're doing. And you know, right. for an athlete, it's on or, or any you know or any anyone at the peak of their game, it's you know on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, it's you're kind of essential. You're kind of not essential. You're kind of perpetually um, pushing that comfort zone because you're you know con- consistently you have to be getting better. Right. Uh, and so for sure. yeah, I, I can I can see that comparison. And e- even if you do that uh, in a one time situation, when you do something on your own, you're still sort of pushing that boundary of what you think is possible for your body. I would say yeah, well, and, or and your mind, man. Sure. Yeah, could be both. <laughs> Definitely could be both. I, and I think yeah. you could see that with with anything in life, with learning a foreign language, playing an instrument, mm-hmm. uh, a sport. Um, you know, I mean, we were talking about math earlier, like, you know, that's a mental gymnastics thing you could do too, you know, travel, like you could see Mm -hmm. it, you know, testing your limits on, on, you know, where you go or what you do even, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just the, yeah. Just the experiences you have. Mm -hmm. I think with travel too, it really pushes you out of your comfort zone because you can be confronted with so many new and different things. And if you're not used to something like that, like, especially all that stimulation, you know, like, like for me, when I go to a new city, the first couple days, I'm just kind of tired because I'm taking everything in. You know, yeah. it's, it's like and trying I don't to figure think you, out where I don't to go. Think, I don't think people just on a n- normal sort of, uh, you know, s- s- a conscious level realize how much 
stimuli they're taking in or how, how much right. I, sh- I should say they're used to and right. just like what they do in their daily life and like how exhausting it is to actually like go to just a place that you've never been to before mm-hmm. and have to uh, learn to get food or learn right. to uh, find your way find around. your way mm-hmm. like it's such an over it can be such an overload uh, on your on your senses right well I will tell you man the, the Czech Republic for me wasn't as much I think the first month I was kind of tired but um, that was also your it's that's surprising too because it was also your first time like moving away t- to a foreign country wasn't it if you don't count study abroad then yeah yeah I, but I there's still some count. support with study abroad i feel like you know what do you mean like financially or no i just mean like i mean i don't know it's just it feels like we're kind of uh, yeah i guess not i don't know yeah i guess because fulbright i had support as well that's true you know, they took very good care of us at the that's true i guess what's Prague yeah what's the difference that's fair um, that's so, fair. So yeah, um, but but for me that you know because I was in a smaller town, you know I think there were like f- mm, I don't remember if it was sixty or seventy thousand people in Komutov, and then around you know it's about one hundred and ten thousand mm-hmm. I think, you know, and then moving to Jinan, which had you know eight million people. But um, did it feel like it, like mil, eight million people? Because for some reason, at least in the pictures, I seem to always see mm-hmm. that you would post about Jinan. It, it never looked like a place where, where <laughs> you know, there were eight million people. Well, that's that's also because I was kind of out in the boonies. Okay, okay. You know, I was in like where most of the students live. There were, I think, eight or nine different college campuses around where I lived mm-hmm. over there. Um, and it would get crowded a little bit, but... I noticed it more so when I was like at the train station. One time I had to take the train station right downtown. Um, I usually would take the west train station, Jinanshi, which was near my apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downtown one I, I had to take once when I went to Harbin because it was a different train. Uh, and I will tell you what, I noticed then when we were driving through downtown, <laughs> yeah, like imagine. you can really tell. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, but but I think the other thing is too is I I missed a lot of the big holidays there. Unfortunately, there were a lot in the spring that that you know I could mm. have seen a lot more. It would have got you around a lot more people. Exactly. Yeah. But I guess now with you know the pandemic and everything, it's probably better. All those people. Yeah. Right. Well, Stay, I don't think they were doing that then. Stay away from everyone. <laughs> right. But yeah, I do know though, Jared. They will be uh, they will be starting uh, their semester because I will be starting teaching um, next week. Oh, that's exciting! So, and they're doing in class. Um, I'm I'm teaching online because I'm right. still in the states. But it's gonna be like um, Ned's declassified school survival guy, the one right. teacher that's rolled around on the computer exactly. stand. Exactly, <laughs> that'll be me. I want them to like put a tie, you know, down from the monitor. On like the computer, on like the uh, the computer yeah. stand. <laughs> yep, a tie. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yep. Just a little coffee mug. That, that would be funny. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm looking forward to it though. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting, but yeah. Anyways, should we, uh, well, I, I would like to quickly spread a little love if we could. Sure. Um, obviously first and foremost, as we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Um, sending lots of love and prayers to his family. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's gotta be tough. Um, all right. So this is a really cool story, Jared. Uh, 13-year-old Florida, this is a good F- Florida boy, not Florida man, <laughs> but this is a good Florida boy But this is a shout-out, so this is positive. Yeah. Well, we've, we've, gone, we've had shout-outs where we started positive and, and <laughs> gone true. down the negative rabbit hole yeah. here, Jared. But anyways, so a 13-year-old Florida boy scout creates a device to save people from drowning. 
Um, so what's really interesting is uh, his name is Kyle. I believe it's Kyle Hayek. Heard about people drowning in the Gulf of Mexico near his hometown of Panama City Beach. He felt he had to do something. <laughs> so he built a prototype of I just a device. A bunch of, sorry, spring break kids that he's like, we need to well, save these spring breakers. I mean, they're probably <laughs> hammered and they can't swim. Just some so. little boy that doesn't even right. know what's happening. Right. He just sees, <laughs> but, but, but they're, they're out in the water and I don't know why they're, why they're not. Yeah. Anyway. Take this device. So right. It'll help. So he calls it. Don't the, you know the stats, right? <laughs> so he calls it the Life Box, but it's B O K X uh, with a kit, life-saving equipment that could be installed along the beach. The K in the name stands for uh, Ky- Kyle. I think it's Kyle. It's K A I A L. I already don't trust this kid. Um, he's gonna. He's the next Jeff Bezos. I feel like. But yeah. So so basically, where the way this works is, I'm trying to find. Where, where did I read it? Wait, so it doesn't, it's not something you carry on you. It's something that, like, if, if you get think pulled out have of the it, water after. Yeah, I think after, they have it on the beach, it looks like. So, like, a lifeguard or something would carry it. I think so. It seems like that. Why There's, are you just looking at Instagram pictures of. Uh, these aren't, in, this is from the news article, <laughs> oh, oh. my man. I'm not <laughs> keeping it 100. We're, this is <laughs> podcast focused, Jared. Don't be, don't be saying I'm on Insta right now. Um, I knew. But yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so it, you don't know how the device works? It just it, it stops people from drowning? I, I thought it said, but yeah, it doesn't say, unfortunately. All right. Well, um, I'll take his word for it. Yep. Well, anyways, I think it's great. Uh, great idea. I think any time... I think the key with anything like this is he found a need mm-hmm. and he's doing something to try to, you know provide a product or service to fulfill that need, solve that yeah. problem. I wish I had that in me. I think I think you do. I feel you think I do. I think you do. I think I think a clearly lot- nobody needs this podcast. R- uh, right. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think know. I think a lot of people do. It's just they have a good idea and they don't they don't get out of their comfort zone. They don't act on it. Yeah. They don't. You know. I I've, guess so. I've had a couple business ideas that are kind of guitar related, and I've talked to a couple people about them, like some musician friends, and they're like, "Yeah, that would be really cool." I've had some not music related ideas but i've had ideas that i've since forgotten about that i felt like were uh were some winners but i'm just like i have no idea how i would put this into action see that's the problem yep. is that i have no idea yep. where it's like no no i will figure right. out how to put this in action you know what something Kevin though, style that's right you know what is uh something that we're very good at figuring out jared uh i'm gonna guess that's untranslatable you better believe it buddy time for some untranslatables yes. and uh, i'm gonna start us off today with an untranslatable and for those of you that don't know untranslatables are idioms phrases adverbs sometimes even just single words that do not translate very easily into english on a one-to-one basis and so we are here uh certified untranslatable professionals to decode these for your listening or viewing pleasure so i'll get us started today jared my first one is um is um, I guess you could say patois or or Jamaican. Mm. It's, a, it's a language spoken in Jamaica, and it or is a dialect. Rather, is it I, a language I, or a dialect? I would I would I would argue say maybe a language. Okay, maybe maybe I'm not really sure. I mean That's I a, don't know what they're saying. Right. So. <laughs> um, well, this is well. We'll see if you can figure this out, Jared. <laughs> okay. What is a um, duppy conqueror? Duppy conqueror. Duppy conqueror. I don't know, but I love it, and I can imagine like a like a some sort of reggae singer being like, "I'm mm-hmm. the Duppy Conqueror." Would that be something a, a singer might say? Well, I w- yeah, I mean it's in reggae music. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Uh huh. Well, see, I'm a genius, everyone. Well, clearly, I, I <laughs> mean, I I did say certified <laughs> professionals here, Jared. So we're off um, to a good start. Okay, I I'll, like I'll give I'll give you a little clue. It is in reggae music. Um, it's what in, reggae music has a very 
um, popular theme a lot of times. What is that theme? Uh, love. G, uh, I mean, like yeah. Ja. Ja, okay. Ja. ja, which means like religion and spirituality, mm-hmm. right? Rastafari, right? And uh, and so what might be something that a re- religious person might want to maybe try to... Are they like the most conquer? enlightened? The duppy conqueror? The most enlightened? I mean, I don't... Maybe it could mean that, but basically what it means is it's uh, someone who is a ghost. The literal translation is ghost conqueror, like a spirit conqueror. What does that mean? I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay. right, right here, though, the, at least it says, so Bob Marley sang about them in Duppy Conqueror, and Ian Fleming mentions them. Oh, that is a song? So that's in, the name yeah. of a song? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. In Live and Let Die. I knew a, that, by the way. Right. In a land where superstition reigns by day and Duppy's spirits haunt by night, religion is more than just saying your prayers before you go to bed in Jamaica. This I mean, it should be everywhere, theoretically. Right. Not everywhere, but uh, right. that feels like it should be in Christianity, at least. Let me put it that right. way. <laughs> this uh, expression implies a fearless person overcoming obstacles and difficulties. Hmm. So you overcome the spirits. Ah, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, it's like you've Thought conquered, very- conquered the, the, the spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, duppies, okay. man. And, oh, it's almost like saying, so it's in a little, almost like saying like, like the devil won't, can't, can't stop me, you know? Right. Like, at least if you're, at least I'm, I'm, Christianizing it because that's all I really know. Right, but that's what it feels like to me. You know, yeah. But it's a good one. I thought I like it that. was very apropos. Duppy. I like that today's. word, yeah. Duppy Conqueror. Yeah, it's a cool one. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, my first untranslatable is Korean, and I actually got this from a tweet which I retweeted. Oh, so nice. I put it in. Well, I guess I could just do it here, but um, I don't know. I don't need to show you the tweet. But um, so what it is is uh, Soleso Kim Sabang. Chadchki, Chad Chadchki, Chadchki. <laughs> probably not Chadchki, Chadchki, probably not Chadchki. Which means? Um, looking for Mr. Kim in Seoul. Looking for Mr. Kim in. Oh, so that's like you. It's like something's impossible. Yeah, or we have an American untranslatable, like finding a needle in a haystack. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Certified professionals, Jared, as I said. Certified mm-hmm. professionals. Now I can't find the tweet. Oh, I guess I mean it is right here. I could pull it up. But anyway, I, go ahead. I, I know how to use Twitter. I can find it later. Don't <laughs> worry. My next one is also a patois. I feel like I should give credit, though. Because it was fair. it was like a uh, some Korean girl being like, this is her dad told her, apparently. Right. So it was kind of a funny That's a, it's a It's a cool one, though. I like that. Yeah. Like finding like finding Mr. Kim in Seoul. That makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. That would, be like, that would be like trying to find, you know, Mr. Mr. Schmidt in Germany, or that, that yeah. one, no, probably Müller. Müller would yeah, be Müller, like one. Schumacher or something. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Exactly. Um, okay, my next one is um, also patois, spoken in Jamaica, and it is Chaka Chaka. Is this like um, stay stay breezy, my fellow? Chaka Chaka. N- not, not, I actually no. can't do that. But what the this? Yeah, my finger doesn't extend all oh, the way for some reason. Hmm. Chaka, it's not stay breezy, my fella. No. I, I, chaka, I, chaka. I think that should be one of our new phrases, though. Stay breezy, my fella, or stay breezy. <laughs> I like that. Stay breezy. I like that. Yeah, that's, I like that that's too. smooth. Stay Anyways, breezy. no, Chaka Chaka is like, um, you know, like I I try to keep this place very non Chaka Chaka. Like there's some clutter and stuff. But you know, you don't see you don't see a bunch of chaka chaka laying around everywhere. Oh, so it's just like a mess. Chaka yeah, is like stuff. Yeah, poor quality, disorganized, and messy. Okay, it's okay. chaka chaka apparently. So I'm assuming you can probably mm. use it in some different contexts this one's here. Good. I, I try to keep it okay. Yeah. It's all right. Um, 
All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. Uh, and this is uh, used in Singapore, but it's developed derived from a from a dialect of a different language called Ho- Hokkien. Have you heard of that before? I th- I've heard the name before. But they yeah. speak, but you know, they speak English in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So this is like, this, so, but but this is not English, right? Uh, Bo Q. Uh, catch no ball, which is actually what they would say. They would say catch no ball, catch no ball. But it comes from that. Is it to drop the ball? Um, you can't handle something. You drop the ball. No, 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 no. no it's it's not it's not literal. It's not that literal. Okay, give me give me a clue. <clears throat> so a, a lot of times, well, here we um, when we do untranslatables, sometimes it re- requires us to um, like 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 we don't always we 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 don't always catch the ball, you know. Hmm. We're not on the same page. Um, or, or sometimes here, let's put it this way. Sometimes even maybe you'll give me a uh, a German one, and you'll be like, "Translate this for me." I know you'll know this, and you'll say it, and I'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I catch no ball." Oh, I don't know that. Uh, mm, what is it? It's kind of like, yeah, it means like I don't understand. Oh, yeah, okay. essentially, I, I don't oh, understand. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot I of catch sense. No now. Ball. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, mm-hmm. I have one more for you, um, and for our listeners out there, this is Haitian Creole. I uh, don't know why I said that like a southerner, but <laughs> Haitian Creole. It's Haitian Creole, and this is. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna butcher this. Le pont gendon, which means when the chicken will have teeth. When the chicken will, uh, like when pigs fly. Yeah, very good. Yeah, because chicken don't actually have teeth. Oh, yeah. Fun I was, fact. I was gonna at first. I was gonna ask when do chickens' teeth grow in? Like at what age? <laughs> right. But then I'm like, you know, I think actually that's that might never be that, right. Answer. That might be a. a they came to me. I hate to be that guy, but that might be a stupid question right there. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, might, so might they be. say there's no such thing as stupid questions, and I think that's a stupid statement to say. Yeah, I, I would honestly <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, I think uh, I would. I would totally agree. I try really hard to not ask stupid questions, <laughs> but you know what, Jared? Sometimes you have to ask some Dude. stupid questions to get out of your comfort zone. You know, that's actually my go-to i feel like i'm exposing some sort of weakness here that i shouldn't do but Uh-oh. uh when i we'll, we'll we'll edit this out later and thank you bleep it yeah. out you know? <laughs> yeah just don't want to reveal all your secrets like two and, and a half Jared. minutes it's right. just a bleep of me just, us having a normal yeah, conversation <laughs> that'd be pretty funny oh or, or you put it in black and white and put some like old-timey music in there <laughs> and speed it up a little bit oh man um i um uh, oh yeah, when, you know when during interviews they'll ask like, "What's a weakness that you have?" Mm-hmm. And my go-to tends to be, "I'm too good." <laughs> yeah, I work too hard. <laughs> I, I find myself staying in the office too late, and I can't just get away from an I'm assignment. Too productive. Until I completed it perfectly. And right. It just it really, I my family suffers. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I uh, I'm not great at asking questions, mm. and I much rather like. And this is still sort of a subtle brag that I do because you have to. It's an interview. Like <laughs> like I much rather focus brag. on trying to figure something out, even though I might know that I can ask someone and. Pr- 
potentially get it solved quicker. Uh, I think, you know, there is something about, you know, the comfort level and not wanting to either sound like an idiot or whatever. I don't say all this stuff in the interview. Right. But um, where it's It'd like, where it's like let me just did. try to figure it out myself so I don't have to ask this person. Where it's like, yeah, if he's just asked, you could have just gotten right. this over with. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a comfort zone thing for sure. Oh, for base sure. Base level for me. And it, it can be done so much faster if you do just ask that question. Yeah. But I, I feel you, man. I do the same thing. Like I should know how to do this. Right. Though, I feel like. <laughs> right. Even with my, my new job, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I'm still learning. Learning, right you you're know? brand new right you know on you know just finished week three right of it and so you know it's been going really well but you know but i'd be lying if i didn't say every day i'm learning a lot of new stuff uh, yeah you know of and i have notes and all sorts of stuff because it's it's a lot to take in and you have to really make sure especially now how is it i feel like now i i, I remember all my first days of work it's and you know you you're shaking hands with 40 people right um and as soon as kissing their name... the, the coworkers <laughs> yeah. on the cheek, <laughs> and as soon as the name goes in one ear, it's out the other, yep. and it's like, oh, I'm in the blah 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 department. I'm blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. And I'm like, I already forgot that person's this, name. This is where this is where working online is awesome, because when you're in a Zoom meeting, oh, they or you're in, too, don't they? They have pictures mm-hmm. and they have their names. Do you guys use camera when you do like your meetings? When we do like our our meetings yeah within okay. my office but but like a lot of times if i'm doing like a, a webinar uh, if i'm the chat facilitator so i'm sending links and answering questions then i uh keep my camera off but you're not the presenter you're, you're like in the background Correct. just uh, helping right okay, but if i'm you. if i'm doing a consultation or if i'm presenting then i but i guess yeah um, i guess that makes sense I, well i guess that's not true because i say but we do like big presentations and stuff too and we still never really use the um, camera the well, camera well there is also a benefit to not using the camera jared do you know what that is um, I can wear whatever I want. Well, that's a huge advantage, but okay. I'm thinking more on the technological. Me look me on my phone. <laughs> uh, well, there, there's another one. I I was gonna say no. It actually cuts down on bandwidth quite a bit. So, uh, so yeah, if yeah, you notice when connection. you have yeah when you have tons of people and they mm-hmm. all have their video on, there might be some lags or some pauses in your meetings or whatever. But if most people have their cameras off, like I was a guest lecturer for my friend's class a couple weeks ago in China. And they use like Vuv, which is Chinese Zoom. Yeah. And she had, I think it was uh, 60 students, 70 students watching my guest lecture. Mm-hmm. And when you have that many students, most of them had their cameras off. A lot of them also use their phones to watch lectures um, in China oh, because right. they don't all yeah. have laptops. Yeah, that would be, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I I had a little computer snafu at uh, with with my. Oh work yeah, that's a recently. that's a crazy story. And um, I I've been I've been um joining into some meetings on my on, I have like a work cell phone, and it's crazy. I've ne- like I've never used Skype. I, I've used I've never used Skype like this on my phone before. Mm-hmm. You can see people like sharing their screen on your phone. It blew for some reason. I did, just yeah. it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, it, it is weird though, and it, and it feels strange being able to like be on a meeting. Yes. and looking. At your phone. It's I didn't weird. even realize, like, first, like, I and you know, obviously, between I always make fun of you for the tech stuff, uh, but it, it literally blew my mind. And it's like, how did this not even cross my mind? Right. For some reason, seeing the dude's PowerPoint screen on my <laughs> computer on my phone, I'm like, oh, yeah, this happens. I didn't know you could do this. Right. I thought I'd just be in on the call or something. Uh, so yeah, I, I, so that blew my mind, but I guess it makes sense. Um, and how how prepared for this job are you? as someone that um, 
has done a podcast essentially primarily mm -hmm. through Skype because even something like that that used to be something that we would just inherently go to if we ever right. if you're ever in one of those shady hostels that you mm -hmm. would go to our go to would be like all right let's first try to turn off the video yep. and see if we can at least have a normal conversation and it without the video and a lot of times yeah, yeah that would do yeah. it well well some of it i have to say man a lot of my i realized I feel kind of like i'm getting flashbacks from my interview now <laughs> but i feel like a lot of stuff that i did in undergrad with the music recording you know, and I worked in the computer oh, labs. Right, right, right. Um, you remember that Thursdays? I used mm -hmm. to go down for like five hours every yeah. Thursday senior year, and, and you know they had a couple different audio interfaces and some really good monitors. And and one of my uh, guitar major buddies would come down there, and he was always working on music. The guy we had uh, them on as a song of the pod. Um, Elef oh, what is their group uh, called? Is again? that was that Dan's group? Dan? Uh... No, no, no. We should we should feature one of their songs sometime because okay. they have some cool stuff. But no. Um, um, oh, why is this? Uh, Sean. Sean Bartoshuk is his okay. name. He there was a guitar go. major with me. But anyway, so I think that plus the podcasting we've done, mm -hmm. um, and I you know, worked before you we started. You brought up the podcast in the interview? No, no. Okay. A couple of my coworkers, a couple of my coworkers know about it though, and I'm I'm a little I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> um, just because yeah, I don't like, know. Keep you know, that to yourself, right? Please. Like this I, is I agree with our you. personal. You know, we have fun I'm on here. You. you know, and we're joking around and we're kidding, and and some people could take the things we say the wrong way. Yeah. You know, and we're just kidding around. So mm -hmm. uh, that's why I try not to. Do that with you. I'm yeah, with you. You know, but but for other people, yeah, a lot of people if they ask, I go, oh yeah, and when I tell them, you know, we're on episode two hundred and whatever, they're yeah. like, oh wow, it's not like uh, it's. It's not like, oh, yeah, we have two episodes. And, yeah. Know. I mean, everyone has yeah. a podcast at this right. point. I mean, but how many people can say that they've done a podcast in like three different countries? You know? Yeah, and that's true. And so far, we've been able to make it Remember work. Remember, we were live in Berlin. Uh -huh. That was fun. We did an episode yep. where we tried to record in 4K. Uh, and that was just a failure. Yeah. Epic yeah. failure. It, it was, was still fun, a fun though. episode, yeah. though. Yep. And Don, remember when he laid out like the money yep. and the passports? Oh man. And like a display on the yep. table. Yeah. <laughs> you guys never saw that, so. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, good times good though. Good stuff. What are some uh let, let's just um talk about getting out of our comfort zones? Yeah, yeah. What are some um some some like things that just come to your mind as things that you need to or would like to work on, you know, as far as getting out of that comfort zone? Uh for me it's um learning some new music there's some classical guitar pieces that i want to learn that um are really difficult and I, and I think that the key with getting out of your comfort zone is just finding a challenge breaking down that challenge into smaller chunks or pieces and go at it mm. i know it sounds very basic and it, it's not as easy as it sounds but i think if you can apply those steps um, I'm not saying you can achieve anything because that's not I, possible, but <laughs> but I think it can help you get out of your comfort zone in a way where I think a lot of people associate being out of your comfort zone with being anxious. Yeah, you know, and 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 it can be a little stressful, mm -hmm. but I think a little bit of stress on your body or your mind can be good in the long term. You know, you develop. Yeah, you know, the thing about the music thing too is like it's not it's not fun when you're learning it, but it is fun when you start getting stuff down you know yep. and mm -hmm. so like but but that takes a bit especially if you're kind of starting from like doing something that's sort of what what you consider way above your level that's also something that my piano teacher used to tell me is don't real don't it like you need to be very careful when you're speaking in terms of um like something being above your level or, or mm -hmm. like it being too hard for you because that that sort of mental space can be debilitating of in, course and in, in what you believe your your abilities are and you right. can't and you're and you can't put those like those like those limits on yourself before you've even mm -hmm. tried it 
Well, I've talked to a few friends of mine and they just straight up asked me, they said, how, how could you go abroad for a year? And work, you know, and especially when you know that contract's only for a year and you have to yeah. find something See, else. that's what scares me more than the you going abroad. I could do the going abroad part, I think. The the uncertainty of what you're going to do, uh, what you would do after is what would really throw me off. I don't know if this makes me crazy, but I kind of yes. like to think of myself good. Okay, well, then I'm crazy. <laughs> I like to think of myself in a way, though, when... when you know, I'm, I'm looking for more jobs again for when the, my contract is done. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at myself as a free agent. And, and you know, and depending on where you are in life, you know, in terms of finances, in terms of, you know, are you married? Do you have a family? You know, all sorts of different stuff. You know, do you own property somewhere? You know, um, I feel like in theory, uh, especially if, you know, I could travel again in the future, I could go anywhere. You yeah. Know? Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the beauty of it. It's but once again, it's exciting, but it's also kind of scary. You yeah. Know? And there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through. There's a lot of things that will be a burden and inconvenience. Won't be fun. You know, jet lag is you know not to be a complainer here, but jet lag sucks. And and getting adjusted, you know, it took me I think about two weeks almost to get really adjusted to the twelve hour time difference once I got to China. And imagine sure. you do that and you have to. I was lucky where I didn't have to start working intensely immediately. But imagine you go abroad for a job. You know, you've talked about going to Germany. Imagine, you, you know, Germany, it's only six hours. So they say, in theory, after a week, you should be more acclimated. That's what some people say. Is it like a day per hour? Per hour. Okay. That's what they say. Um, but I think about after two weeks, I was like on on like a good schedule in China. Like, I'm surprised it was that quick for, for some reason. That seems kind of, that seems pretty good. Right. Um, but there were lots of naps in between. You know, there, there really were. But but the thing is, Jared, is that um, you you have to, uh, I think, weigh the you know how difficult it will be, and and if if it's doable, you know, you might as well try. You know, worst case scenario, if you try and you fail, you learn something from it, and you move on. You yeah. know, I I I I there are, there are a lot of as far as travel goes, I have a lot of limits i'd like to test regarding my comfort zone like what one i'd like to solo travel and by soul i don't it doesn't have to be by myself by soul i kind of mean without parents right sure <laughs> so like if i go with my partner i'd probably consider that solo travel well sure but i would like to do like a um like a uh like solo travel outside of europe Mm-hmm. Like I've never, I've gone two places outside of Europe, but never by myself. I would like to test, test, and it seems like for some reason it's especially someone that like me that spent a lot of time in Europe, um, and it is relatively similar to American culture in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things when you're comparing cultures on a continental sure. level. Right. Um, I mean, it's all still Western culture, so they right, say. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, like it, it does feel like a little easier to acclimate than than I don't know, even like South America. Mm-hmm. or um you know a lot of asian countries but that's something that that i would like to do i would also like to um i would also like to test the limits of my legit like literal solo travel like by myself mm. um i it, it seems like a it almost seems like a um you know as dude that gap year episode really got me thinking <laughs> when, yeah are you gonna take it you're <laughs> off dude save up your money do it why not 
Yeah, uh, especially now that you're talking about like part of the enjoyment, not like not enjoyment, but it's like there is the free agency. Right. Of, I don't know. It just seems like such like I don't know. Like I guess it's not hard to explain. It just seems so scary. Right. To have to explain a year's gap. But but yeah. why? But why do you have to? I think it all depends on how you. You know what I mean? If you just say, "Oh yeah, I didn't want to work for a year," then yeah, that looks terrible. Yeah. But if you want to say, "I got so drunk, it was r- crazy." R- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that won't do you any good. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to go there. We'll keep it kid friendly today, Jared. Um, but anyways, you know, you could also um, you you could say, you know, you you went to. You know, you save went, the children. In sure, Africa. of course. Or yeah, you, no, I understand what you're saying. But like, you know, I think there are a lot of skills. Yeah, more than just right. uh, a vacation for a right. year. Right. Well, and I think, and I don't really think, at least me personally, I don't think I could do a, vaca- a vacation for a year, like just no, chill no, for a whole no, year. No. But see, that's why I've been thinking more and more, especially with my two current, you know, what I've been doing for work. It's mm-hmm. all been online, which means in theory you can go anywhere. Whenever yeah. you want, wherever you want, as long as you have an internet connection. Yeah. Right? And so I think that for me has been a big game changer. And I wonder, I was talking to one of my colleagues, and we both kind of agreed that even though hopefully they've been saying now that it'll be about two years and we should be out of this pandemic. We'll see if that's true or not. Who knows? I had a doctor buddy of mine in Germany saying this will never go I was away. Gonna say, I feel like this keeps going up. But, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, but, I know this will but, always be here. But anyways, <laughs> the, the whole point here is though is at some point people are saying that you know schools will be back to normal, blah, blah, blah. Whether or not right that happens. In some places. Yeah, that won't last long. But, but anyways, <laughs> the, the whole point here is that uh, I think people will start to buy more into virtual and online for a lot of different things. Mm. You know, I think, I think it would Just be out of necessity. We don't not, have a choice, right? Well, not only necessity, but I think in some ways, if you can streamline something um, and, and make it more individualized, more, uh, I think then if you that's the beauty of online, like online teaching. Um, you know, it's not the same as going into a classroom and, and having a lecture. Not that I'm saying that's a bad thing. I think there's a lot of pros to that as well, being, you know, face-to-face in class. But there's also, there's research that shows that people who take classes online, they, um, a lot of kids who tend to be more quiet, are, are their voice is heard a lot more in online classes with like discussion boards and, and like chats and different things like that. So so there's different ways to communicate and interact. One of, early on in this, one of my coworkers, she was saying that um, we were, we you know we were just having a meeting and, and our boss was asking us about like you know how how we doing with the um, you know with the uh, work from home and all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh, one of our coworkers she was saying that as a woman it was easier for her she felt like to contribute in meetings now through Skype than it, than it would be. Uh, she feels like she gets, partially because she's a woman, she said it, and partially because, um, you know, when you're at a big company like mine, there is sort of a very, like, hierarchical mm-hmm. um, structure structure there. And so sometimes if you don't, you don't you know, you feel kind of out of place speaking up. Um, but I think a lot of it had to do with, obviously, her being a woman, too. But, like, um, she felt like it was easier for her to, her voice to be heard in those situations. So, yeah. I, so that's something that, that never crossed my mind, you know, with my right. privilege or whatever. But mm-hmm. it, it definitely was, uh, it definitely, you know, sort was like a, a moment where I was like, oh, it's never. I didn't think about it that way. Right. Yeah. And I think the thing is too is all of this stuff that's been happening, I think, has put us in a situation where we are, in a lot of ways, being pushed out of our comfort zones, whether we like it or not. You know, for a lot of people, working from home as as 
as easy as that may sound, right? You don't have to drive anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can wear your, you know, I wear my like comfy, you know, sweatpants a lot of times, you know. Even when I've been teaching my, you know, private students, I have, you know, sweatpants because I'm comfortable, right? Yeah. Um, but I think I think you have to really discipline yourself to uh, there can be, for me at least, you know, you can look around this room, Jared, and see there's plenty of distractions, you know, <laughs> uh, different guitars and, and you know, other stuff. And so it, it can be really easy to get distracted or, you know, and so for me, I really try to like sit down and, and try to work for as long as I can. And, and then when I see, okay, I'm losing some focus, it's like, all right, I need to like get up and walk mm. around, maybe get, you know, some more water or something. Sometimes I wonder if my neighbors think I'm crazy because sometimes I'll literally just go outside and stand on my front porch for like two minutes just stand <laughs> and then just turn around and walk back inside I'm like all right i feel better now. you're getting some fresh air there's nothing wrong with that nothing but i'm just still like staring into the middle distance just like all right i'm good right you, you need a change of scenery you know but i think i think that's the thing too is is when you learn how to go to new places without that that fear i think it kind of opens up what you can really see yeah, you know. Do you do you still? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think the I think the fear is healthy. I think I think you need a little fear. Well, you know, always. Yeah. I, th- I think if there's no fear at all, you're either you're, you're crazy, you're a sociopath. Yeah, you're either crazy, <laughs> or um, or, or you might just not care. To be honest. But yeah. You know, I mean, if you if you're not afraid of you know something bad happening, you might just not care, or maybe you're so confident in yourself you don't think you will fail. But I I agree. I think a little a little amount mm-hmm. of fear in there is is. Is normal and healthy and good. So I'm trying to think of some comfort zone testers. You know, hiking mm. some big place places I've hiked, for example. Oh, absolutely. Um, going to clubs all the time, in spite of mm. uh, Jared's favorite, in spite of you guys, in spite of not wanting to. Right. Um, but I think I think some of that too. Like the reason why I like to go out. Well, I haven't gone out in half a year now. But the reason why I used to like going out, I guess, is because you can do so much good people watching. And observing. Sure, you know? sure, sure, sure. I, and by the way, I do think there is a line between testing your comfort zone and just knowing what you want to do and, and stuff, you know? That's true. And just true. being able to say yes or no to something that right. you that you want to do, which clearly I can't do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or Don and I were just good at persuading you. I think that's all it was. Um, no? I, I, don't, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, you maybe, guys are so not. convincing. You guys are so <laughs> convincing. You know, another travel thing that I, that I really... I, in my head, I know I, I not I don't know. I, I would really like to get better at is not be. And both both of us have this problem is we're picky eaters. Mm. And um, sometimes I look at these people that can just go to a place like eat something and the and then be like, what was that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. I, I I just I just or even like sometimes you know you watch like a cooking show and you just mm. see people like eat like uh, eat, eat things that seem very. Uh, Dis- discomforting t- to you or I. Right. I wish I had I had a little more confidence in that in that place. There's nothing I hate more than being like I don't want to eat that or I don't like that. And I right. I do I don't do it often. I don't do it as much anymore. I'm pretty good now at at least just being like, all right, let me just put this thing in my mouth and, and, and I right. just have to eat it once and everyone will shut up. Right. But um, 
or, or things where I'm like, I don't really like this, but I can kind of. But like, there's still like, I still have these lines that I just kind of draw, and I wish I, I had a little bit more confidence there. And I think some of that goes along with that, like test, like sort of the fear of detesting the travel mm. location uh, comfort zones, you know? Right. Yeah. But, but maybe, but you know, maybe what I should do that just came to me. You know, there's plenty of food here in the U.S. I don't want to eat either, so maybe I should at least That's start true. with getting out of my comfort zone on being able to try new stuff here, right? Where there is already stuff I don't want. That's true. That is true. On, on the other hand, though, too, I think it's also fine if you do try something and you don't like it. You know, I think. Sure. You know, yeah. I just, I just, I just, I just hate. Yeah. Being a picky. I think what really bothers me more than anything is saying no before I even know what it is. That's just yeah, based off that's of what a very it smells good point. or looks or, or looks like, whatever, right? You know? Or you know what it is. Like, yeah. would you would or you just eat? What it sounds uh, like. Would you, you know? eat pig intestines? Dude, you know, uh, no, probably not. You know, what really throws me off visually. What? And now this is, I, I, I have a little bit of tryptophobia, but I don't think this is a tryptophobic thing. But I feel like it's an offshoot. C- of can it. you explain what tryptophobia is? Uh, it's like a, a d- d- getting out of your comfort zone with holes. No, it's like a, um, <laughs> it's like a, it's sort of like a disconcerting. Like to see like like a honeycomb maybe okay. or like a bee's nest like seeing a lot of holes that are sort of um, not perfectly not perfectly oh, symmetrical. Okay, it kind of sends tingles through my spine for some reason. Huh. Okay. Um, tripe. Have you heard of tripe? Yeah, it's a uh, um, like sheep uh, stomach, right? Yeah, that yeah. that visually Scottish. that visually really tripe throws me off. I mean, I I tell you what, man, the. I, I had to and see that's the, I think you're right though Jared is my issue is in the states I'm not I don't try very many new things because I know what I like it's here. It's so easy not to exactly here, yeah. exactly whereas when we travel I know at least I tried a ton of stuff I mean Czech Republic it's all pretty safe really yeah or um, like Austria and Germany it's right like, yeah we can safe. pick out on schnitzel and sausages right all day and long. that's fine but China was <laughs> China pushed my limits man and Mongolia too honestly the first couple bites I had of horse in Mongolia it felt a little weird mm. just knowing like what a horse looks like and yeah. like just yeah horse. Ooh. I'd feel like I'd be okay with. I mean, but you'd eat deer, right? Yeah, I've had venison. I've had venison. So where's caribou. the line? Well, <laughs> culturally, that's where the line yeah, is. I it's guess culturally, so. I guess so. You know, um, deer. For, for some reason, I mean, horse. It, I would definitely. I'm not seeking it out. I would right. definitely probably be like. I mean, is there another option? But I feel like I, I wouldn't be as disturbed by it as I would. Uh, for me, I feel a lot of it is more like a consistency. So something that like, like, like you, you're not a seafood person. Now right. I am kind of a seafood person. I can do just about any sort of you know your standard fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do shrimp and and but but like when it gets to like uh, mussels, mm-hmm. like that's when it starts. To, like the closest I can do is scallops. I can do scallops. I love okay. scallops. But like mussels or like clams, oysters, that, oysters. Yeah, I'm just like ugh. And yeah. do, do they eat oysters like raw? Or how does that work? Like I, I see so, them like yeah. slurp them in the in the shell. But or even something. if they're not raw, because they also steam them, they're right. still you still gotta give them a slurp. <sighs> yeah, <it's, ew. laughs> and it looks like mucus. Yeah, um, it's, it's gross. I, for me too, though. Like in, like I said, in China, I had pig intestines. Mm-hmm. That was that. I mean, honestly, taste wise, it was okay. But was it just, just really because chewy? You were, you were with a, like a group of people, and they're like, "Hey, try yep. this." I was with a student, and he took me out, and and, and we went to this really really good Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, and they had a lot of like Shandong specialties. You know, the province where I was living. Yeah. And uh, one of them was like, like I, I don't know how they do this, but they have a fish. I, f- I wish I knew the name of it because I pull it up for you so you could see it. But I'll describe it since our listeners can't see it either. So, it's it's like a flat kind of fish. And they have it so it's like somehow curled up. So it's in like a like a semi like U shape, 
curled up. Yeah, so it's like it goes like this, Jared. So it kind of goes like a U shape. Is it fried like a full fish? It's fried, okay. yeah. But it's fried, but there's no breading. So Ooh. it's just, yeah. Not so there's, uh, but I, yeah, I just, there's no I, breading. That, that's and the eyes and the head and obviously everything is still there just staring at you. You know, it actually doesn't bother me. That doesn't bug I, you? I, I, okay. Uh, does it, does, do the bug eyes bug me? No. Only because <laughs> I, I, I'm used, I, I, like, I, I could do like a, um, like a fish in Europe where they give you like the full thing. I could do that. Okay. It, the eyes don't bother me. I don't love it. That freaks me out. But I would. I, it doesn't bother me to the point where if the fish is something that interests. Like I like I love a sea bass. Okay. And there was this one restaurant in um, in Germany that I used to go to in our neighborhood. They would um, cover a sea bass uh, and cook it whole in like a casing of salt. And okay. so so like they would bring it out to you and like break the salt. Ooh, and it, and okay. like piece, and you think you like you know take off big hunks of salt and okay. then like it would steam out and the fish would be cooked in there and like salt like you could pretty easily scrape it off so it's not right. like it's just a super salty fish but they would like cook it in this coating of salt and it was amazing and okay. it was like a full thing and then they like put it on and it doesn't it, it, it's sort of annoying to look at uh, but but I will say this: when I was eating the fish, I didn't get as close to the like as in the head as I could. Like my dad would go back and get the scraps, and he'd be like, you know, pull them. Like he's like, no, you can. There's a lot more meat in there. Yep. He'd really be getting. Yep. My dad wincing. says the same thing though. My dad says the same thing. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Oh man, the the other reason why I don't like fish though too is like the, the bones, like the little some of the fish that have the little. Yeah, teeny I'm not bones. a big. I'm not a big bone person either. Bone, right. bone, bone, bone. But what you can also do, what they <laughs> did with, with the um. <laughs> With that is you can you can literally just like pull out, you can uh, like you can almost get all like you can get damn near close to all the bones just by doing it like cartoon style where they pull out. Really? Yeah, if you cut it like open, okay. like they fillet it in front of you. Okay. And so it's not perfect. Clearly, you can see I don't eat very much fish. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> also, this is I'm not gonna lie. This is sort of some fancy shit I'm talking about too. That's true. But um, like it's not most places where they're gonna be fl- like filleting fish in front of you. Right. But um, yeah, I think trying food though is a good one for yes. getting out of your comfort zone. I think it's good to also have, you know, uh, you could kind of think of it as a few categories, right? So you have like food would maybe be one. Travel, you know, for for me, travel. Uh, Going out of my comfort zone would be trying to speak the local language more often with people. Mm. Um, you know, and and like in countries like Germany and Austria, for us that's fun because you know we can speak the language, right? But like in Czech Republic, I would say after about month three or four, I, I could pick up on enough Czech where I could have a very basic conversation, and that was a lot of fun. Right. Um, yeah. But it took a while. You know, mm-hmm. it, it took a while. And um, what's sort of annoying, I feel like, about your situation is then also as soon as you get there. Like to the point where you're like, oh, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. Like, all right, well, I'm done here now. Right. Well, that's why I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping, uh, you know, if or when I can move abroad, uh, depending on what happens job wise, um, I really uh, would like to try to stay there for a few years, mm-hmm. so I could really pick up another language because, mm-hmm. um, for for a lot of reasons, I think it's useful. I think it's fun. Uh, you can learn a lot more about the culture. But I think that the thing is, is like we said, you know, there for me, especially in China, there was kind of a lot of fear. Like, like I would just show, I hate to say this, but I would just show them, you know, my phone because it was just easier, you know, translate and show it to them. Whereas I could have tried to, you know, I saw the pinion, like how to pronounce it, but I just knew if I would have tried it, I'd probably butcher it. They wouldn't know. And I just Do have they to have any them. problem laughing in your face if you try to pronounce something? They, they might. Wrong. They probably would. Who knows? Okay. Some might, but I, I don't know, really care that but much like, about that. But I do know that like, 
like uh, I mean, a lot of Asian cultures they are shocked to hear a, a, a Westerner speak their language. So I, you know, may, I can imagine them maybe you know finding it flattering that you'd even try and then laughing at you. Right. But then you hear the, all, all you or I would more specifically all I would hear probably would be the laughing, and I'd be like, okay, this right. is not good. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Good. I think I think you also have to sometimes not take yourself too seriously in some of those situations. Yeah. Well, that's actually you know. something comfort zone thing I would like to work on is just making friends in general. I'm not mm-hmm. a very good friend maker. It's just easier for me to revert to my own bubble because I am comfortable there. Right. That's my comfort zone. R- yeah. But I, <laughs> that's fair. I like to test those limits, you know. Um, and I, I, I just feel like, like especially, I, I'm honestly a little disappointed in my part in my tenure in Philly that I never really tested those limits to to the point right. to points that I could have. I mean, know. I hate to be this guy, Jared, but I kind of told you so, didn't I? A little bit. What did you tell me? I think I told you, because I tried to get you to jam with that one guy. I kept trying to tell you, you got to meet some people in Philly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it feels like forever ago now, yeah. you know, because I'm trying to remember too, but I'm pretty sure like, because I remember we were talking and you were like, like yeah, like I kind of know this uh, guy. and uh, Sydney's friend. That's yeah, who it is. yeah, yeah. She's mm-hmm. still, I mean, they're still friends. I, I still, well, yeah, I definitely, yeah. No, you that's know. true. I, I agree with you though. I, I really... Um, for me, I really want to reconnect with a lot of my friends, but r- right now, I guess I just don't feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Or may- <sighs> I hate to say that, though, because in a way, it feels kind of like an excuse. Like, I think if I really wanted to... like you can th- still talk to them. Well, and, and some of them I s- still do once in a while, but it's texting it's and, and it's it's not, you know? Even, even when I message you, you know, like you and I are both busy, you know? So sometimes, you know, we'll text each other and it'll be a while or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, anything that I really want to tell you, I just save until I, I right. until I get here. Right. Cause we, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the thing though, is like, once again with your, and, and I don't have the time now, especially with starting this new job where I can just be like, oh yeah, let's go hang out or, or FaceTime me for, yeah. you know, 20 minutes. You know, I, I, I wish I had the time sometimes, you know, but you know, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. No, I totally understand that. Are there any any other areas where you'd like to really test the limits of your comfort zone? Well, I guess so. So I would agree with you, though. Food is a big one. For, for me, I think, uh, I honestly, man, I need to uh, learn how to cook much better. Yeah. Because I'm not a good cook. I mean, yeah. very basic stuff I can do. It's I just don't like it, you it's know? Ju- it's, it's just like, a, why don't you like it? I don't know. I think I've told you before, and I don't know if this is just weird, <laughs> but like... A lot of times if I cook something, you know, so so say you make a meal and it takes you, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour, right? Mm-hmm. By the time I've done that, I'm just like, I've worked so hard for this. I don't even want to eat it. Like I want to, like I feel bad eating but you're, it. But like, you're not, you're not, it, most things that you'd be cooking, you're not like on for 45 minutes. You're right. not actively like, right. like, 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 like usually it's something like, all right, you maybe for there's... You got to chop everything ten, up, you ten, put it. You know, 10, 15 right. minutes of prep. And then maybe there's another five minutes where you're actively watching over mm-hmm. it. And then you let it sit for however long. That's right. probably going to be how most things that you cook would go. Right. So this this idea of of just slaving for... Uh, and you're not making like... You, like, I, I don't know. Five-star meals. Exactly. Michelin. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so I think that that that's, that is such an easy cop-out because that's not... How like a lot of times when I when I um, when I grill nowadays, I'll I'll uh, like bring my soccer ball into the backyard where and my juggle for a bit. Ju- yeah, and just nice. juggle around or like jog around in my backyard because right. it's like the active part of actually looking at it happens like every ten minutes for like you know ten seconds. Right, right. 
So uh, I, I, I don't. I think that's. Uh, um, I think if something takes forty-five minutes, you're probably actually physically doing something for ten to fifteen minutes. That's fair. Tops. That's fair. Yeah. So so that's one thing. Um, when you got to think about also like what do you like? Like you right. could definitely make a schnitzel. Oh, I've I've made schnitzel before. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, when okay. I was in East Lansing, you know, I made schnitzel. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. All right, so we can we got to up your game past schnitzel. Yeah. But it's also easy for you not to learn here, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. I've been conflicted. You know, for me, I also think that I I love being here, especially you know, Dexter's a nice place. You know, it's good to see my parents, but I've been itching for a while now, man, to to move out. You know. Yeah. I mean, um, you're an adult. I yeah. Get it. You know, um, but right now I think financially it just seems smarter to not, but I'm wondering how long I can use that until <laughs> I'm like, I, I need, you know, because you need to, because, you know, make it work because honestly, man, like in a, in a way I don't fully like when you're back at your parents' house, you kind of don't feel like an adult. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and it's not a lot no, of, res- a lot of adult responsibilities that you right. don't have to deal with. Right. And it's no disrespect to my parents. I love them to death. They're amazing. But you know, uh, but yeah, well, you, you, we've said we've had this conversation before. I wonder. I I, I don't understand. I find it interesting that you say like no disrespect, as if they find you, Chad, a that's twenty-eight true. year old man moving out, disrespectful, live on your own, not. disrespectful. Right. <laughs> if so, honestly, I think that's a bigger. I problem. guess. I guess I just don't want to sound ungrateful. <laughs> I understand. That's what it is. I, I yeah. actually do understand what you're saying. Yeah. But but I, I do think it is important to put into perspective that that's not a disrespectful perspective. That's true. Like, feeling to have. Right. But I understand you don't want to make it seem like you're like annoyed to be here right right exactly exactly so but see i think once again like going like i can say for sure when i you know moved to east lansing and i was living you know by myself there when i moved to you know homotov to china Mm -hmm. all these different places it it makes you get out of your comfort zone because you're really living for yourself and you have to yeah and it and the best, I think, the best way to get out of your comfort zone is by yourself. Yeah, because um, it forces you. You can not having anyone to like having someone to rely on, kind of takes some of the challenge out of it. You know, right? And it, it, I think it's useful, even if you are like, it's useful to sort of not just it, that mindset of. I'm on my on my own. I think is a big difference. Even if you are sort of like I'm taking the lead, knowing that you have someone to help you, I think sort of is a it's, it's not a problem, but it is a crutch in the sort of testing your limits sort of challenge. Yes, I I agree. I think it has to come from within on your own. But I think for some things, you do actually need somebody else hmm. um, to to really to really get out of your comfort zone. What do you because mean? What, do you mean? W- what I mean is is that. Um, a lot of times we can only push ourselves so far by ourselves, right? And this is where someone like a teacher, a mentor, a coach, a trainer comes in handy to really, really help you push your limits. For example, I'll give you this is, you know, we started the episode talking about weightlifting, you know, I'm going to bring it up again. And, you know, I remember the first couple of times I went with a couple of our fraternity brothers, um, I was able to really push the limit a lot more and get out of my comfort zone because someone was there not only to you help know, but to encourage. That's actually fair. I, I've I've said the same thing about mountain biking. I don't like mm-hmm. to go with other people because I feel like I'm going to slow people down. Right. But I think you and I also. I think we like to do things on our own. Like it doesn't bother us. Yeah. You I know mean, what that's I mean? For sure. Yeah. Right. Like both of us. You know. I think we like our our own time. We like our own. Well, I think that's part of it too. Part of it is it legitimately that I feel like I don't. I just don't want to be the slowest one of the bunch and keep holding right. everyone up. But also like. 
like the idea of mountain biking in general, uh, especially at the time, was a very like, oh, this is almost like a meditative kind of thing, you know? Sure. It's like get in the woods by myself, just right. headphones in, not having to like hang out and talk to people. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you can get in your own zone. It's like this is not really. I don't really do it to hang out uh, in a weird way. Right. I don't know. Well, well, it's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> a social thing. Real cool you know, guy it's, here. But it's yeah. exercise. No, I don't think that's a bad thing. You yeah. Know? I think there's a time and a place for everything. And and for you, yeah, as you said, mountain biking is meditative, not mm. social. Yeah. Which is fun. I can't imagine. You know, mountain biking. Hey, how's it going? You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, I never understand like, but I do like the idea of like r- using another person to sort of test your limits, mm-hmm. you know, and like push your limits. Yeah, I never understand those people that are like, I've seen it mountain biking, I've seen it with runners that are like having a conversation mm-hmm. as it's they're crazy. going for a run. I'm like, that seems that seems I, I don't know how you do that, and it, right. it seems real to it would really take me out of it. I would feel like I would be running terribly if I was having a conversation. Or oh yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't do it for yeah. sure. But I think the other thing is too is. Uh, I would have one word of caution for people who do want to use someone to help them get out of their comfort zone. Don't compare yourself to them because Mm. this person could be, you know, I I imagine, you know, one day what I would like to do is I would like to, you know, once I have, you know, more financial stability, I would like to um, take my nephews on a road trip somewhere. Um, You know, just my nephews and I, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, you know, we would also probably go hiking, play some soccer, you know, do, do a lot of stuff like that, right? And, and, and I think of it as, you know, me being a lot older than them when they, like, when we play sports right now, we talked about it a few episodes ago w- with you and your little cousin when, you know, he would always mm-hmm. get irritated when we would play, <laughs> yes. right? You know, but that's where it can get dangerous when you compare yourselves because for me, I want to help my nephews grow into, um, they're already great, you know, great boys, but I want them to grow into good men, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so I think that, um, doing doing things like that and helping them reach their goals and becoming a better soccer player or, or whatever. You know, I think it's good, but right now it's unhealthy for them to compare themselves to me, you know? Yeah. And and I think there But it could be, be, I mean, maybe not soccer, no offense, but like, right. but well, there's a be difference better. between like <laughs> comparing yourself to right. someone, right. but then also like uh, setting a target, you know, like I, right. I want to be able to... Exactly. I don't know, do it like that person does. Yeah, the target's good. I think also, you know, we need to learn from others. You know, look mm-hmm. at how people do stuff. I mean, the amount of, you know, stuff that I have probably unconsciously like stolen or borrowed depending on how you want to use it stolen with with guitar yeah you know because it's yeah you watch and you learn from others but i think i think at the end of the day what you need to really be concerned about is um are you trying to reach your best potential because if if i always compare myself to jared jared and i are different um you know i'm not going to you know i'm never probably going to be as good of a mountain biker as you because you've been doing it for a long time and it's your passion you know Whereas it's not, I'm sure I would enjoy it, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's the same. You know, it would sure. be like you and me with guitar. You know, if you wanted to start guitar, I'm sure you could get really, really, really good. But I don't think we would ever, like, it's not safe or healthy to compare ourselves. Sure. Because we're just different. You know, we would have different skills and things like that. Um, and I think we need to take the better things we learn from other people and not and not bash ourselves if we can't do all the things they can do, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. This is starting to turn into like a Gary V Instagram post. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Untranslatable advice. Go out there and get it. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, jokes aside, I do think it's it's important, you know? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I, I, I'm definitely using this, this time to, uh, even in small ways, constantly test my, uh, my uh, comfort zone. Like I've been playing soccer again. 
um i've been biking around and i'm trying to go further and further i don't know i'm just i i, I think that is the great at least that was the great thing about the beginning of quarantine remember everyone had all these lofty goals right um and and i, I feel like a lot of it was easy a lot of those goals were easy to have at the beginning especially when maybe we thought that this wouldn't last as long mm-hmm. but now that we know that this is probably going to be lasting at the very least until the end of this year mm-hmm. it's really like okay what am i doing with my time now you know right how am i actually trying to get creative and test myself mm-hmm. while i'm stuck uh, inside or you know not inside right. but not able to just go to a bar or hang out with people well, or whatever i, I think it's stuff i do i think it's made people reevaluate uh, at least for me it's really made me reevaluate a lot of things like yeah like i i miss it's weird i really miss the social aspect of going to the bar with my friends but i haven't really had alcohol in a while and i don't really miss it it's yeah. weird I, I that's interesting see i i hmm, i I, have, I haven't been drinking more or less i guess but i have still been drinking but um i mean that, that that definitely makes sense and i can imagine something like that making you wonder like what is my relationship with it uh and and just the amount of money i've probably spent over the years yes you know i mean and it's not cheap going up especially in the states yeah china in china some places were dirt cheap but czech republic was perfect yeah and i think if i lived in the czech republic i'd probably still be drinking at least probably a beer would you though but yeah like even if you're even if you're just at home probably Uh, what's the difference well it's also part is it partially because you're here at your parents house well maybe but i mean beer here isn't cheap I would say. I guess you know, so. I mean, it's not super expensive, but I would rather spend that money on other stuff, I guess. You I, know? I hear you. You know? I hear um, you. And at the same time, too, you know, with, with beer over there, it just fits so well with so many foods, whereas here it does, too, but I feel like a lot of the food I like with beer is kind of unhealthy. Well, see, like I, pizza and beer. Yeah. See, because uh, oh, pizza and beer is amazing. I think maybe I trick myself into drinking more red wine than I should being like oh it goes so great with you know like pasta and or it goes so great with pizza like it does so go- it goes so great with unhealthy uh italian foods right and i think i, I sometimes i use that as an, as an excuse but um but you're probably having like a glass of wine or a couple glasses yeah right? yeah especially during the week i'd say the most i would have would be like two probably i mean that's not too bad i mean yeah i don't know um, it's just interesting though how how you can reevaluate things, um, and I think also you know this entire situation has um, made people really think about you know what what should I do with my time because when you when you do, you know and I'm saying this is for a lot of people who have been working from home you know mm-hmm. for all the essential workers out there uh, obviously their lives have changed drastically but I think it's different when you're going into a workplace. You know, you do that work there and you come home. It's very right. different. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I think I think it's really important to continue to challenge yourself um, with something, you know, whether that mean be, you know, something like for me, learning to cook a, a new dish, right? You know, something like that. Um, you know what I want? Mm-hmm. I want my company to test their comfort zone and just say that we can do work from home and in, like indefinitely. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, I think be interesting. I think not just my company, but a lot of these old school companies are afraid to do that, well, even though it's, we're, they're clearly seeing it work in so right. many cases. I, I want. I wonder why that is. I wonder. Well, some of it maybe is they're worried about maybe losing money on a lot of office spaces, right? Well, is that a thing or no? No, I mean a lot of places would be a lot of companies. I feel like would be saving money, not not having to rent or right. some space or whatever. Oh, that's true. Um, right. 
I feel like well, there, I think there is something to going to an office every like there is something to especially in like a you know business structure like or any sort of I guess work structure like networking is important and it's kind of hard to do that when you're not in person uh, so there is something to that but I also just think that um, there like it's it's like this is just like it's just also just like well this is how we do it what are you talking about this is this is what we do right and I, we've been doing it that way for so long exactly yeah. I, I think it's just like it's just like no one's even really thought what that would look like, really. I'm going to go a bit bolder than you, Jared, and say, I think... And they like to see us, too. I think, right. They like well, to have control. Well, I think they feel like... I think the difference is they feel like they can... I mean, they can monitor you working a little bit. Yeah. You know, whereas when you're at home... But they have so much control over our work computers, not mine. Uh, but well, they, <laughs> right. <laughs> they have so much control over like our like you know they could see everything happening on our work computer and it's like to the point where they could probably see like how often like like well i'm sure they can this is like what you're doing like if you're actually working or not and it's like also mm-hmm. your boss can tell if you're working or not regardless right. of where you're at uh because it's like all right well i told this person to do something do i did they do it did or they not? do it right exactly so i so i i, I but I, I'm, I feel like they still probably, even though they know that they can do that technologically, I'm still with you. I think mm-hmm. they do have some of that in their head just because, you know, it is it is mostly boomers and whatnot that run right. companies and run right. big companies. And it's just old school thinking. Yeah, it is. I want to make a bolder statement, though. I agree with you with the work from home. If, if companies, you know, if you can do it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I think <clears throat> places should um, start doing a four day work week. Have Friday, yes. Saturday, Sunday off. Do a four-day work week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you because I've realized um, a lot of times I start I start work depending on when I have a consultation at eight or eight thirty, and I'm done. Like I, I log off my computer a lot of days around six. Yeah. Now, now it's not like straight constantly doing work from that eight thirty to six. Like straight, you know what I mean? Right. But you know I'll have like two or three consultations a day, so that's already you know two or three hours. Plus, you know, doing a little bit of prep for the consultations, mm-hmm. sending the follow-up emails for the consultations, uh, doing the webinar. So, so it adds up over time, right? And so I wonder, though, you know, I think a lot of companies could probably do a four-day work week and still be just as productive, maybe even more productive, because people yeah. realize, I have Monday till Thursday to get this done. I want to get this done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think they... they I, it. it they probably would not lose any, especially if I think about that at a company like mine, they probably would not lose much of any sort of like, like people would probably work longer in my head, like at least in the four days that they're there. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you're definitely not going to lose any productivity here. And I, and I feel like you're just going to get, a, uh, like you're going to get a better balance then of yeah. work and play. Right. Uh, Cause then it's, you know, yeah, but it's probably never going to happen. Let's exactly. Be especially here in the U S yeah. Well, we'll see who knows. If, if, you know, if Biden uh, gets elected, is that what you're going to say? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm hoping, Jared, when our generation maybe, I'm hoping when our generation maybe are the, are the ones at the top, then yeah, we can, we can make true. some of those calls. That's true. I know? can actually see like uh, our generation of below making those changes. Yeah. But I don't know. We're going to be old one day too. And then we're, maybe we're just going to be the same. Are we going to be as, stuck in our ways just yeah, like these boomers? Yeah, maybe. Could be. Could be. Well, I think the boomers need to get out of their comfort zone, Jared. I think that's <laughs> yeah, the key. For real. Let's uh, let's wrap today's episode up with a uh, with a couple things. So I think everybody should have some type of like physical goal um, to 
push their, their comfort zone, whether that be yes. compete in a sport. Obviously, right now with, with things happening, at least in the U.S., things could be very different for listeners elsewhere. But for our listeners out there in the U.S., um, obviously right now there aren't a ton of sports leagues, I don't think. I'm not really sure I would be comfortable. I saw uh, <coughs> on, my, on my way home last week, I saw people playing baseball. Okay, well... Remember the exit yeah. I told you that I got off at? Right. There's a school right I, there. Actually, now that you mention it, I've seen some people play softball as well. Yeah. So, but I think uh, in terms of sports, it's probably a safer one. I guess. Um, I mean, I've been playing tennis with my buddy a couple times. I mean, that's got to be up up there with the more sa- with the safer ones. Right. Golf probably too is pretty safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. You're still walking around. Golf is not as easy as I think a lot of people think. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, but some type of physical physical you know challenge for you whether yes. that be you know i want to improve my putt in golf or i want to be able to run a faster mile or i want to be able to lift more weights just something like that um some type of personal goal so i think for me a personal goal or, or a life goal would be um improve on my cooking skills a little bit you that's know? good um so so i'll i'll try to see the thing is i've been trying to eat Shoot. healthier do i have to set um, one too now because yep. you did yep yes you do as i said music music or some type of hobby goal Right, so so we have a physical goal, a life goal, you know, some some type of maybe you need to some people maybe they need to learn more about investing and and take that first step and invest some money. Ooh, that's a you know big that's one a good one. Me. Yeah, and I need to do that as well. I've started yeah. to invest a little bit, but it, I want to do more. That is a big comfort zone one for me too, because it's like I know obviously that it's good, but it's it is so overwhelming, especially coming like if I feel like I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing at all. Right, it's just like I, like I don't even know where to start, and right. it, it just feels. It's so overwhelming. It's like I mean, my money's fine just sitting here, my savings account doing nothing. It's but like, but it's, it's so easy. But not it's to losing push money my, exactly. But it's really and I've I've opportunity been, cost. Right. Is that it, what they call it? Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people worry about the sunken cost fallacy, where where you know, yeah, obviously, if you invest a certain amount of money, if you invest it short term, you might lose some of it. It right. could happen. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, markets crash, things happen. You know, but in the long term, you're probably going to, if you invest wisely, you right. should be gaining. You know, so. But yeah, so so I would say, as I said, physical goal, uh, life goal. So like cooking, finance, you know, something like that. I guess the physical goal is kind of a life goal too. But yeah, all sure. the, all these I guess could be <laughs> life goals. But yeah, also a hobby goal. So for me, there's a couple of classical guitar pieces I want to learn, um, and also just get better with um, improvising over chords. Um, mm. For me, so so those are mine. What what about you, Jared? I don't want to talk all day long. Um, I would like to, you know, this you you brought up cooking, but I would actually mm-hmm. go ahead. Hit the crossbar and the post for soccer. Boom, boom, boom. That'd be you know, cool. I, you know, it's funny you asked me about my new shoes, and I actually have been hitting the crossbar bar a lot more recently since I've gotten these shoes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I feel like one of those Yoga Benito videos or something. Um, uh, and then they see me run, and they're like, oh, no, it's not the same. <laughs> um, I, so I think I do want to actually get back into – I used to test my – cooking limits a lot more like i sort of enjoy it but i never test my limits anymore i would kind of like to get back into that i miss that it it is like i like that challenge because the the reward is such a great payoff um i would like to um, now i don't have any big physical goals as far as like uh, now i should not not, um, (laughs) to be clear i should but i don't have any physical goals as far as like what like my condition but i would like to see this consistency with playing soccer now that i know i have easy access to goals i just bought new uh cleats or boots as i rather call them cuz i'm a fl- classy um and so I, and i've been biking a lot i would like to keep i would like to keep both of those things as routine things that i'm doing um and it is 
Um, and I would also like to actually get out of my comfort zone a little bit. This is so funny. So um, I've mostly been in the Oak Park and Ferndale area. And my comfort zone now is crossing over 696 somewhere. Not literally crossing over 696, but crossing over the freeway, like, you know, on a bridge or something, which right. is kind of a big... Anywhere I'd cross, it's kind of a big street. <clears throat> but if I... Once I go... You're not over, in the best biking spot. Once I go over sure. to that side, I'll have access to so much more area, to uh, like area. Because then the other way, I'm just sort of going into Detroit, which is not a great area to bike around either. Right. And it's kind of hard to even get to that area. Like that. But anyway, so sure. that's my comfort zone as far as physicality. And then I think I also like to test my um, comfort zone in my relationship too. I'm not. A, I, I would like. I need to get better at like talking about feelings. You know, mm. feelings comfort zone. Okay, that's another comfort zone I'd like to uh, to get better at. Like express yourself better, express or communicate myself more openly, or what? Both. Okay. Um, I like. I don't. T- I don't like. I get like. I. I I'm very like. Um, like I don't take compliments well. You know. Mm. Just that kind of stuff. I always love giving you compliments because you squirm a little bit. Yeah, like even when you said, like, I'm probably a better mountain biker than you, I squirm. You should have seen Jared's face, people. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, of course I am. Like, I, I, like, (laughs) like, why? Jared's like, have you seen my calves? Why is that something? (laughs) Have you seen my calves? These pants are about to bust off my legs. Of course I'm better than him. That's right. But yeah, no, those, those are mine. Those are good ones. Thank you. Those are good ones. I think, I think the key too, though, is having some, some, uh, oh, some amount of measurability to them, right? Placebo. So, so uh, woo, coming in hot. Um, like, like you said with with biking, you know, there is like a physical distance where you know you're going longer, right? Yeah. So, so you need to have some way to to try to measure what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because then I think then the next step is obviously you got to push yourself a little further and a little right. further. That's you where know? those targets come in. Yeah. E- exactly. Like one of my goals right now is. Um, I would like to be able to increase my lifts by at least five pounds a month. Have you still been lifting regularly? Yep. Oh, Every day. Good. Every day. I feel a little bad, though, because of my work schedule, I was going down there with my dad uh, to our gym. And now because of my work schedule, I have to get up at like 6.30 or 7. Mm. And I go lift at 7, and I'm usually done out of the shower by 8, ready ready to go for work. Um, well, so, you're an adult now, you know. Yep. Yep. Feels weird, though, Jared. You know, <laughs> just teaching classes online at night and now, you know, having a kind of, it's not really your traditional nine to five, but it's still, sure, it's I, I try to be available basically from at least nine to five, if not six right. or seven. Yeah. At least have to be yeah. like around your computer, you know, walk right. past every five minutes and just rub the mouse. Exactly. <laughs> One thing, though, that I did uh, when we were in college that I want to start doing, and this also has to do with comfort zone, I guess, but mm-hmm. also just overall health. Is get up and like do push-ups and like a couple like small Dude. things like that to get the blood flowing. You know, the past couple of days, I've not today, but um, or not the day before either. Don't think about it. But I have occasionally been doing uh, yoga now, uh, and so I first started doing it because um, my feet and my legs were sore from all the soccer, mm. and I'm like, I need to like, and I I Gotta would stretch. stretch it out. I would stretch, but I would just do like the same sort of four or five stretches mm-hmm. for maybe like two or three minutes uh, every day, and I'm like, I need to like expand my my stretching, and so I've been doing. Your I stretch a toir. So uh, yes, my stretch a toir, and so I usually. <laughs> 
so I did a stretch, a post soccer stretch. But uh, really, I feel like I'm the most sore first thing in the morning. Mm. And so I have been trying to, and I've only done it once, so that I haven't really made any progress. But I have been wanting to incorporate uh, like a, a morning yoga. It really just like a good stretching because I feel like that that really is an underappreciated right. thing, especially uh, since I you know sit at a desk all day, hunched over. A Same computer. here. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking into a new office chair because th- this one my back has been sore all yeah, the time it looks very like it looks like you're the ceo of a bank with that right chair, it does it, it does looks look ridiculous kind of old school it does yeah <laughs> yeah maybe i'll have to bust it out for the next episode so i can sit there and i feel it. like when i come like i should like walk in and you just spin you know I that, turn around that move oh yeah. that would be hilarious <laughs> welcome welcome to the untranslatable <laughs> podcast that would be hilarious that's the but, vibe yeah. i get from that chair <laughs> right but yeah i think uh I think all these are great ideas, you know, for getting out of your comfort zone. You know, when yeah. when it's safer to travel, definitely try to visit new places, try new foods, um, you know, uh, go on that long bike ride, you know, dust off dust off the cobwebs from your bike, make sure your bike chain's on properly, and then get going, you know, that's, that's for sure. Um, so let us know what you do to get out of your comfort zone at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast, for uh, pics of both of our uh, beautiful faces and uh, uh, some clips and some other great things on there. Also check us out on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one uh, for uh, episodes being dropped and for uh, Jared's sly tweets and good retweets. So check that out. Um, And lastly, please, uh, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuyame, muchas gracias, shusha, and dosvidanya. Ooh, just in the good part, too. I like that little... What was that uh, saying that we just thought of earlier in this podcast that we were saying we should incorporate? I already forgot what it was. Oh, it was um, uh, something breeze. Oh, feeling breezy. Feeling breezy. That's right. <laughs> feeling breezy. <laughs> yeah, that was the sake. That's a pretty good one. I like it. That would look cool on a t-shirt. I'm not going to lie. Breezy, I mean, yeah. look, I got my goofy shirt from China again with the, I with the stretch of limit. Oh, I still have not seen that. I do very bad things and I do take, them very Take a picture well. of this. Oh, take yes, a picture of this. Yes, yes, yes. Chad, that's that's. <laughs> I do very bad things and I do them well. Hold on, sorry. I was first. I was opening Instagram and then. All right, turn around. <laughs> no, like that. I mean, like that. How did I not get a picture when you like almost turned back? Uh, you could turn around. There we go. No, I mean you can just look at the camera. You, I'm not doing a. Oh, gotcha. There we go.